0: Welcome to Rub the Wrong Way, a podcast for massage professionals. Each week, we undrape the taboo topics of massage therapy life, go deep on industry issues, and help you discover practice-building tips and tricks from industry experts. Grab your laundry basket and join your host, Christy Melling, as we strip down, bear all, and help you get rubbed the right way.
1: We're officially recording. Okay. Okay. So welcome to the Rubbed the Wrong Way po- podcast, Stuart Hines. Thank you for having me, Christy. It is great to have you on the show. I'm super pumped to to meet you. Um, I have heard so yep. much about you. You have actually been recommended to me twice by two of my guests. Wow. Um, but yeah. So Michelle Vassallo said, yes. like, yep. so she, she talked you up a little bit. Um, and also Alicia Crook. She said, no. "Yeah, yep. so you were one of her educators, um, yep. things like that." So, tell me the Stuart Hines story. How did you get into massage? Well, where did like where did it all begin? Yeah. Like, have yeah. you been around? No.
0: Well, it started for me, believe it or not. I left school, and I did a fitting and turning apprenticeship as a toolmaker, believe it or not. And um, look, I sort of knew within that two years of the apprenticeship that's not something that I wanted to do um but i had no idea as as you do when you leave school um purely academic uh schooling so i really found it quite different to go into a trade and so forth um look i finished my apprenticeship i got out of it i i went uh, over to wa for a little while worked in the mines and um i came back to victoria to geelong specifically um, at that time, there was a financial collapse of one of the local building societies, which meant that, yeah, the Geelong economy was not ideal. Um, so it was at that stage I was looking to change. Um, I still really didn't have any idea what I really wanted to do. Um, at the time, I was racing uh, bikes at, at that stage, um, cycling, road racing. Yeah. And I had, in that time, started to develop uh, quite a nasty knee injury. As it happens, it was a you know ITB situation. Um, I'd been to several physios, and I wasn't getting any luck. I was finally referred to a local therapist, massage therapist, and I saw him. And after about two treatments, I was pain free, and I instantly fell in love with. Um, the profession there and then and I just thought well that is the coolest thing in the world that you can actually heal someone with your hand and um, yeah I never looked back ever since then yeah I just uh, I sold my car to pay for the first year fees um, and I obviously being in Geelong there was no institutions here so I had to travel up to Melbourne and I went to the wonderful Southern School of Natural Therapies up there which is uh, one of the most prestigious naturopathic schools and, um, yeah, I got in there and uh, head down and bum up and I've never looked back 27 years later. so
1: Wow, yeah. 27 years in the industry. Yep. yep.
0: That's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. And I still love it today as much as I do then, absolutely. That's... In fact, I love it more now. Um, it was funny, I had a client just uh, just before, he says, 27 years, do you still love it? And I said, absolutely, more so than ever. Um, primarily because I feel so confident in what I do now. Mm. And I have such a good network and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of being in the profession for 27 years and seeing it change in all that time too. You know, sometimes for the better, eh, sometimes not, you know. But, you know, this is, there's no perfect industries, you know, and, and obviously I have colleagues, in physios and chiropractors, and they all have their, you know, their bare bugs with their industries as well. So, yeah. So then, from then, obviously, I just I was lucky enough to to work at a um, a local sports medicine clinic, and um, I had two young physios at the time. One was from America, the other one was a, a local physio, and uh, they literally took me under their wing and and literally mentored me for probably I say four or five years, uh, and then expanded um, you know my skill set um, in a whole range of ways. I then, went with a chiropractor as well, and um, reached out to him, and he he was generous to give me an opportunity in his clinic. And then, um, you know, I learned a lot about uh, chiropractic um, from his point of view. Mm-hmm. And then I moved in with a, an osteo as well, and learned about osteopathy and so forth, and started working with sporting clubs, and yeah, just started to build a bit of a, a network, and um, and I've used all of those networks and more. Um, in all my time in terms of mentoring, that's why I'm so passionate about mentoring and and why I've headed down the direction I have. But um, and and I still invest in it to the end of today as well. You know, I still catch up with you know colleagues from other professions and and yeah, we we mentor each other and yeah, it, it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. I, I mm. I'm a really firm believer in the mentoring process. Um, and yeah, I, I I'm honestly, glad to hear. It. Yeah, yes, cool. like I. I I love being mentored. I'm a I'm a serial mentee. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but there's I not enough of it. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely in the massage industry, we we end up being these um, islands of clinics, like little, you know, like I I'm a solo therapist. I work from home. Yep. Yep. You know, you end up being this little island on your own, and you just when you suddenly meet someone who does take you under their wing and and says hey have you thought about this have you tried this thing it it changes your whole perspective on your your clinic on your therapy on what you're doing so so now 27 years in you know you're still new to the industry and whatnot <laughs> um, yep. still learning still learning but Every tell me day. tell me about your mentoring program tell me about how that's how that's working what's what's going on with that so is it yeah, a, yeah, is it hands on sure. mentoring or
0: look Tell me all yeah about... no 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 it, it's it's uh, it's obviously an online mentoring service but mm-hmm. look I'll, I'll give you some background on how I've got to where I've got to here now Pretty obviously soon. as I said I, I've I have invested in mentoring myself and so forth and look and I know through those journeys even. Given the fact that you know I've been successful clinic-wise, and then obviously expanding into to teaching at the you know the, within the training package or the undergraduate, and then and then eventually into postgrad. So it's probably from that graduate to in that next five ten years, or even experienced therapists, where that's where the gaping hole I see it in in our industry. Mm. so you know i'm obviously teaching them and they're in you know, the very first stages of you know learning about massage and what their role will be in which direction they want to go you know because it's a big there's lots of diversity and it's fantastic from that point of view but you know you end your course and then you you know you walk out and you're all excited and you're massively impassioned and you go, oh, let's go give me bodies here we go um but they don't necessarily come in the door. Now, sometimes you might be lucky enough to align yourself with a clinic who are proactive and then they nurture you through that process and that's fantastic if you do. But there's not a lot of those opportunities. So unfortunately what happens is you end up closing the door and you're there by yourself waiting for people on the phone to ring and all that sort of scenario. So Mm -hmm. it's within that realm that mentoring is a big part for me and and I've taken uh, a direction in terms of trying to mentor people about setting goals in relation to building their, their clinic. And also the other thing is building their reputation because everything builds off that and, um, and, and then building professional networks. And that's the foundations for me in terms of um, being successful at a clinic anyway. Mm. Um, and, and I have in that time been lucky enough to work in elite sports and there, there is a lot Of interaction with other practitioners as well so there is also a unofficial sort of mentoring process that happens there which is terrific because you're all about the athletes and you want them to achieve the best and you want to do the best you can for them within a team structure so um, I came out of those experiences and I think it was um, after I got back from Athens Olympics I decided that I wanted to say something about mentoring in our industry so I approached um, AAMT and said, look, I want to do a plenary talk on mentoring. Um, sure. I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, I'm pretty pissed off because there is none. And, you know, we need to raise, you know, the, the level of... Um,
1: yeah, we need to raise the bar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and because I've worked with so many other practitioners, you know, physios, chorus, whatever the case, they do actively um, invest in mentoring. You know, they don't just leave the graduates at the door and say, there you go, put you out the door and said, you know, try and make it. And... A soft
1: um, soft pat on the bum as you... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I I just, it's not fair, you know, and and some of my closest friends are physios and they go, you know, they just say to me, why is it you guys just don't invest, you know, in your graduates? Why do you not, you know, why don't you put the time and effort to build your industry and you know, empower, invest and nurture and guide and, and all of those things with, um, you know, with therapists, which unfortunately I think we've probably lost a lot who have been disillusioned, frustrated and, you know, probably depressed to a certain degree as well and exited out of the uh, the environment but had all the knowledge, had all the passion to make it but just couldn't see through that sea of frustration. And,
1: and felt you know, alone. Entering,
0: yeah, moment. yeah.
1: And I think that's that's the so far in the few interviews I've done, that has been the echo that has has really kind of yeah. come through is this when we're as therapists we're kind of alone and we have no support. And so yeah, having a mentor or someone who you can just call and say I don't know what I'm doing. Yes,
0: yeah, is, or or you know, should I be doing this or what yeah. would be my next steps. So, you know, um so it was after the plenary. I mean, I got up there in front of you know my peers and I was quite nervous about the um, about the presentation. I've done plenty of presentations before mm-hmm. and I'm not that nervous, but I was pretty nervous about this one because I was so passionate about it and I wasn't sure how it was going to be received, um, even though the association were right behind it. So, yeah, I delivered nonetheless and it was good and it sparked some dialogue, but inevitably, you know, it died um,
1: and so, when, when which plenary, like, was that at a a double T conference?
0: Yeah, it was the national. It was the Canberra one. It was, I think it was two thousand and five, because I, I remember it was the year after Athens, which was two thousand and four. So, um,
1: so a good, so, so a good ten years ago.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. A good ten years ago. So from there, I I dabbled um, in voluntary mentoring. Um, and, and obviously, that would, that would happen through the students. So like, Michelle is a perfect example. Um, she was a student of mine. She was an exceptional student, and she's gone on to do amazing things and, mm. and will continue. Alicia was another one of those. Alicia was a, you know, she was a proactive student. She wanted to learn. She comes to me, she goes, oh, what different modalities can I do, steward, or whatever the case. And now look at her now. She's doing business coaching, and she's got a wonderful practice down at uh, Ocean Grove. And, you know she's just going great guns but um, and there's no doubt she she and Michelle have probably both invested in mentoring themselves unofficially mm. um, and I dabbled in that voluntary um, mentoring which was great and there's no doubt I've helped plenty of people along the way therapists and in all of the different directions that they wanted to go but it's fraught with danger because it's a voluntary situation there's no real accountability and you know, I had a business advisor and I sat down. I said, look, I'm still passionate about mentoring and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what this, the next step, which is, once again, me asking for guidance and being mentored mm. myself. And he said, well, why don't you make a professional service out of it? And I said, oh, I don't know if it'd be viable, you know? And he said, well, the great thing is now you can do a lot of this type of stuff online. And he says, I invest in online mentoring myself within you know, our industry know business and and finance and so forth. And I said, Oh, yeah, maybe I could do. So there a seed was planted. And I suppose the last two and a half years, Christy, has been dedicated my time outside of the clinic and and you know, juggling my beautiful wife and three kids. Um
1: I'd like to see you juggle your beautiful wife and three kids. Yeah, well no, yeah,
0: yeah. Well I feel like
1: that's that's a thing I'd like to see.
0: (laughs) That's a better thought. And yeah, so um I've been in the process of planning and building it since then and, um, you know, and we're coming along and, you know, I'm at that stage now, the AAMT of I took it to them and said, look, you know, I want, this is what I want to do, Um, I'm passionate about it, I want to build a mentoring membership where people can be members, Um, it'll be a paid service, so therefore, they'll be able to tax tax deductible, it will be, also, they'll be able to gain CPE points, but Mm -hmm. the beauty of it for me was that I wanted, because I've delivered, I don't know how many postgraduate workshops and I love, I love them and I still continue to do those. But, and that's great The therapists come along and they learn and then out they go and, and hopefully they apply what they do and what they learn. But, you know, I still feel that there's this complete lack of ongoing guidance in relation to all things that happen in clinic and all things that happen in business. Mm. So I, um, so it was out of that that I decided, well, okay, oh, the best way to do this is build a membership. And then the idea is um, we can build a continuing professional education relationship. So, you know, we have topics each month, you know, they obviously get access to a whole range of things, research reviews, you know, are dedicated to either students, experienced therapists, and obviously those who want to learn more about high performance, you know, working at the elite sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And um, yeah, so I took it to the association and and look, to be honest with you, the feedback has been, and the support from them has been amazing. Um, They said, look, we can't, we recognise that we can't do mentoring as an association. We don't, we don't have the capabilities And, and they're absolutely right. They can't, they don't, one, we don't have the expertise and two, we just don't have the time, the effort and the logistics to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, so I'm at that I'm at the final stages of the accreditation for it, um, and we've already got about fifteen members. I've got two overseas members. I've got two from the UK. Believe it or not, I do and, believe uh, it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, hey. I do believe it. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm it's, so yeah.
0: Well, that's right. Yeah. It's the wide world web, and um, so yeah. So things are really um yeah, things are looking good, and I'm I'm really excited about it. And um, you know the feedback's been fantastic, and I'm loving it. And the idea is to to build. Um, you know a huge library you know and i do i do interviews with um, athletes and coaches and you know physios and doctors and all that sort of stuff just to give them a you know um, give my members an, an insight to you know if, if you're working in this area you know what can you expect from these people how do they view our service or how do they view soft tissue mm-hmm. um, so yeah so that's that's the basis of it at the moment and um, yeah
1: it certainly sounds as though you have, you've literally taken the thing that I know people have spoken about for years at um, different massage conferences that I've been to um, and different workshops that I've facilitated. They talk about how they feel so disconnected and they want they want to be able they want to be mentored. There are so many people who want that service, yeah, I know. and it's yeah. and unfortunately, particularly at the association level, they there's that ability that inability to be able to provide that for the members is is really frustrating because we i know that the association wants to do it so so tell me a little bit more about your clinical experience because i know you're a very experienced clinician and i know that you're running some workshops um so tell me a bit about the workshops and in particular i know there's a an osteopath guy coming out i I want to talk about that because i know that he he sounds amazing so i want to kind of yeah
0: yeah tell me all
1: tell me all about it like all right okay
0: so yeah obviously uh, so the basis my clinic is we have four therapists here Mm -hmm. and they're all treatment based so we, we we do very little sort of therapeutic type um massage or general massage so it's 95% is either dealing with athletes who have specific problems or just the general public. So they're coming in with specific soft tissue dysfunctions. And look, inevitably they're either referred by a doctor, physio, chiro, osteo, whatever the case may be um, for specific scenarios. So that's the clinic base there. So in that time, one of the most frustrating um, experiences that I used to get was the frozen shoulder client. I hate them. And um, you love them. And I, yeah, I know. And I used to. Yeah, and and you know, inevitably you do as therapists. You know, if you're treating long enough, um, eventually they'll come through your door. And and I, and I'll be honest with you, Christy. I I used to dread the frozen shoulder coming in because I'd go, hey, you know what? Sometimes I get a change. If it's early on, sometimes I didn't. And it's difficult. There's no doubt about it. And um, anyway, I had a friend of the family who came in and she had the beginnings of a frozen shoulder. And I said, Oh, you know, look, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I don't have a great, you know, strike rate with uh, frozen shoulder. You know, these are the options for your hydrodilation, da 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 da, you know, on and on. And um, she said, Look, I, look I want you to do some work with me regardless. I don't care. This is not unlike Simeon, who's coming out. Um, his experience as well. <clears throat> so um, anyway, she went away that night. She came in the week after for treatment and she brought all this information in with her about this technique. And obviously it was Simeon's technique, the Nat, <clears throat> the Neil Asher technique. And I said, oh, all right. She goes, look, have a look at this. I think this is something you'd be interested in. I think we could do. I think you could practice this on me and see if we get a change. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll have a bit of a look at it. And you know, I was, you know, look, I'm always quite dubious and sceptical about you know different modalities that say that they do wonderful things because I, do, I don't like to align myself with stuff that just doesn't work. And and obviously, when you're working in sports med and, and you, you know, you just can't afford to not um, not be accountable for what you do.
1: Yeah, and you can't use stuff that you can't be saying like, oh, this is totally amazing and then have it not be totally
0: amazing. And and it and it has to be, you know, you have to get reliable results with it as well, consistent Mm -hmm. results for me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll have a play with this, I'll have a look at it and say, well, so I researched it, had a bit of a look at it. I actually I actually reached out to Sim and said, look, you know, I'm a therapist in Australia, da-da-da-da. And he says, good gold, mate. He says, I love massage therapists. I mean, he's an osteopath. He said, mate, I developed this technique by chance. Same scenario, had someone come in with frozen shoulder. It was a friend of the family. He played around, you know, a couple of things. He had nothing to lose because he had nothing to gain because he didn't feel confident in it. And for whatever reasons, he just found a sequence of... Um, sort of trigger point type scenarios that seemed to work. <clears throat> so, anyway, I, um, he gave me a bit of guidance, a bit of mentoring, Chrissy, and said, nice you know, try this, way. do this, da, da da And so I followed this, this this sequence of treatment, and, you know, lo and behold, <clears throat> it bloody worked. You know, and I went, oh, um, okay, that's great. She's like, I can't believe it. You know, that last treatment, you come in, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, range of movement, night pain, because the thing with that, uh, frozen shoulder, visits. the first thing you're trying to shift is the night pain. And once you can shift that night pain, then you can start working through the range movement dysfunction. So, yeah, so, and, and it was textbook for me. It just, you know, we got change after change after change and eventually, yeah, she got, you know, full resolution. And I thought, wow, okay, that's great. I um, wonder if we can do that again. So, and then obviously the process has gone on from there. So I've been using it since well before 2008 was when I was first really introduced to it.
1: Okay.
0: And I've been using it ever since then. And and um, I think I've only had two clients in that time that I haven't really been able to help in regards to. And one one obviously was, there was a neuropathic condition underlying it. And the other one was a, a really nasty diabetic Um, And the diabetic frozen shoulder is very, is fraught with danger, Mm. Um, just to let everyone know there. So, yes. So, I mean, bang, I was sold on the technique. I've been using it ever since. And and, and since then, I've now developed a, a similar sequence, treatment sequence related to the hip. Which I'll be presenting with Sim when he comes out in Sydney this year. So and look, my biggest bear bug, Christy, has been, um, I've posted this on social media. I get like three or four emails a week from people who've got frozen shoulder, who have found me on the internet for whatever reasons, and said, Listen, um, is there anyone else you can recommend me to that can do this technique? You know, and I'd be like, you know, I don't like it. it's there's yeah. people out there saying that they do it but they they're not actually engaged actively in the technique themselves i think they've just used it as a you know get the client in the door sort of type scenario yeah so i'm like oh man this is frustrating and look so i look i have people who who travel enormous distances to see me for it Mm. um and and look and that's fine and we can help them and and so forth but it's not ideal you know so uh, so I was speaking to Sim, <clears throat> and I said, mate, I need to get you out here. We need to do some workshops, mate. Um, we need to get more people trained in this technique. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, he was in agreement. He goes, yeah, you, you say, well, let's put it together and so forth, and we'll go from there. So. And
1: so where is Simeon coming from? Where is his...?
0: So he's based in Israel now. He was in London.
1: Wow.
0: <clears throat> yep. So um, he... Yeah, I suppose his, his origins, obviously, were in London. He had a big osteopathic clinic there. And then, obviously, he was originally from Israel, so he's moved his family over there. And then he used to just commute one month on, one month off. He'd go back to his clinic in London and, and, and work flat out for a month and then come back to Israel and have a month off and, and so on and so on. So um, So he's now, he's just finished... Um, up in England and he's moved back to Israel and he's now engaging in a PhD and he's teaching um, doctors in the hospital about uh, trigger points and um, obviously about frozen shoulder and all sorts of stuff, which is really great because it's quite groundbreaking for them in that, uh, yeah. that medical scene over there in and that, in that industry. So, um, yeah.
1: That's amazing. So I'm
0: so excited to have him out. It's going to be yeah. great. He's such a wonderful educator too. But you know it's it's going to be in pretty well much eighty five percent hands on.
1: Fantastic.
0: And um, you know people will be taught and and look you can get online and and buy a lot of his online stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no substitute to the you know the hands on yeah. stuff. There's here. nothing
1: like feeling it on yourself.
0: Yeah. That yeah.
1: Having that and I think I mean I know all our listeners are tactile. They want to touch. They want to touch yeah. and feel yeah. and know how and know how that how that rolls for them. So um, when will that workshop be held? When and it's in,
0: where? Yeah, so it's in Sydney and it's in May and I should know the exact dates I just, <laughs> uh, out of the top of my head, I <laughs> it, I know it's the end of May.
1: Fantastic. Uh, what we're going to do uh, is we'll pop a link to your workshop yeah, yeah. in the show notes um, and as part of the blog post. So when when people go to the to the yeah. website, they'll be able to find all of that information on on that. Yep. So yep. you so alongside this strategy, you've now developed your own strategy for hip work as well. Yep. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty amazing that you've taken his work and built on it as well to kind of co-create something with him. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and obviously, I, I chat to Simeon now and then a fair bit on social media, and you know, I can say, oh mate, what about the hip? Can we not apply this? He goes, look, I'll, you know, I, I see so much shoulder. Um, you know, and obviously dealing with athletes, obviously I see a lot of, you know, lower limb hips type situation. I mean, obviously being a ball and socket joint, but, you know, there are, they're not. I mean, as much as they're the same, one's a weight bearing joint. So mm-hmm. that obviously brings in another dimension to it as well. But, um, you know, when playing around with, you know, some of the components in relation to the technique and people come and learn about it, obviously it, there's a lot to be said about this reciprocal inhibition. And I've played on on the roles of reciprocal innovation and dysfunction with the hip as well. So, you know, that antagonist and agonist relationship and, and how, you know, there can be and this is what we see in frozen shoulder is that for some reason there is a um, there is a change within those relationships and then for whatever reasons the body holds those patterns. So it's a a matter of changing those, and so I've been playing around with the technique for quite a while now, and I feel quite confident I've got something that we can consistently get changes with. And awesome. I, I, I trialed it. I, you know, the light bulb moment for me was you know in um, you know the London Olympics when I was working with some of the hockey players and so forth, and coming with this incessant lower back pain and hip pain, and because um, it's not ideal hockey, you know, running around in flexion and you know lateral flexion and, and running really fast and you know, dynamically and so forth. So they they're they're always coming in, both boys and girls, with um, hamstring tightness. You know, once mm-hmm. again, this massive amounts of gluteal load and so forth, and really having a hard time shifting that load and that uh, those restrictions. And then just started looking at some of those reciprocal inhibitions, and you know, all of a sudden, whammo! We start to get some real changes to glute load and. Hamstring tightness would drop away and the lower back pain at ease, and you know, there's this whole unlocking process. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. I like yeah. it's it's great, and it's I love how you just keep dropping into the conversation
0: that you've been to the Olympics.
1: <laughs> how many Olympics well, have you attended? No,
0: four, but I you, you look, it's a great learning experience. The I Olympics, as much as it's good, like it's hard work, but um. You know, I I, well obviously I'm not at home, so I'm not dealing with three kids. Um, I'm not running around after horses on our property and so forth. So you're surrounded by your colleagues and you're surrounded by your work. So you know, it's in that framework. A lot of stuff does happen. You know, go. What about this? You know, when you so not that I'm trying to drop you know the games in in saying big noting. It's just that it's that environment where you Mm. get so innovative um about what you're doing and what you see as well um you know and i've had some huge insights and and, and that's where you know we might have downtime and you know you hook up with the physio and start treating them and you start doing stuff and they go whoa whoa what are you doing here this is you know and then the, inevitably they'll show you something as well so and then but, the doc might jump in and then you're doing little tutorials for each other so yeah you know, it's a it's
1: that full important. immersion into yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's awesome yeah. Um, I've never been to an Olympics, but I imagine it's it's pretty amazing kind of environment to just kind of like you said being surrounded by peers and you know being yep. able to to kind of yeah network and and find techniques and teach each other and. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it would just be like a massive soft tissue party.
0: <laughs> well, it is a little bit too, you know, and, um, look, and I've made some fantastic relationships over the years and learned a lot from other people, you know, and, and people that I don't normally get to work with, like, you know, sports physiologists and, you know, exercise physi- physiologists and, you know, um, recovery specialists and all these sort of people that I don't have access to on a regular basis and I learn enormous amounts from them as well. Um, but I mean, look, that's, you know, I'm, I, we're in the process of developing a high performance um, workshop at the end of the year. I'm teaming up with Vince Consetti from the AIS. And once again, it's another area where I get a lot of emails, a lot of people wanting to um, learn, you know, they want to see, hey, Stu, I want to go to the Olympics next year. And I mean, well, it's just not like that, you know. There's a lot that goes to it. There's a lot of planning. There's, um, and I'm mentoring a young fellow at the moment for a position in Tokyo. But it looks like you, you may get a, sh- a shot at Rio. So we're just waiting to find out exactly. whether or not he does. But um, and see, that's another thing in terms of the mentoring. You know, people approach me and say, "Look, you know, I really, I really want to. This is a goal of mine. I want to get to the Olympics." And and I say, "Well, there's a lot of things that you've got to do before you get there." And mm. like I said, you know, I, I often get a lot of emails from people. Week to week, wanting to know how do they do it, where they go, and how do I get involved in high performance programs and all that sort of stuff. So it was out of that that um, I had a word with Vince once again. We were in London, and you know we that's where we met, and um, and we've we've remained really good friends. And I said, mate, look, I think it's about time we draw a line in the sand and get out there and do a workshop dedicated to high performance and soft tissue work, so that people understand what's involved in working in the Olympics or Com Games. Yeah. Or within national programs, you know, in the high performance, um, you know, what do you have to do to get there? What were you expected? You know, what's the next frontier for high performance? You know, screening protocols, all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the information out there, unfortunately, Christy, some of the information that's being delivered out there are with people who, who largely have no, no experience at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the inform- a lot of the information's incorrect, so I can't tell you how many people come to me and give me their point of view, and I say, what, you're so way off the track in terms of where you need to be and what you need to be doing. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's like, okay, We've got to do something about this, so that it'll be, it'll, you know, it'll be prep orientated as well. Because Vince will want to talk and show, because he works with the Australian swim team and the boxers and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. He says, well, This is what I do with them. This is what's expected of you when you're working with these athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you work in conjunction with our team. You know, with the physio, the, you know, the sports scientist, the the doc, the the team manager, the coach, the mm-hmm. you name it. You know, you've got a whole team that you've got to interact with
1: and yeah and and I, I guess that's the thing is it's it's that having the right language like how you can actually talk with people and and how you can um you know talk to the athletes and talk to the sports physio people and all those kinds of things yep. you yeah. have to really know you have to really know your shit like
0: yeah yeah, you, know. you do yeah and, and you know what you've got to build networks mm. it's you know and you know who you know helps absolutely and in that environment this that that's that's essentially true, but to to build those networks, you need to put your face in there. You have to show that you know you're, you're um, well, you're passionate. You know, you know that you know about the sport that you want to get involved in. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to take in in mm-hmm. place, and it's you know I mean you know, a lot of people think you know it'd be great to go to the Olympics, but you know the reality of it too is the fact that you know I mean for Rio, it's a five week commitment this this term around. It's a long time. You don't get paid for it. So, you know, that's five weeks without income if you're a therapist and that's not ideal. Um, Yeah, trust me about it, that's
1: yeah that's that's a a big
0: this is another thing that we've been trying to um, lobby for a long time Mm. i mean our ais colleagues they get paid because they're employed by the australian sports commission but um you know for us privates it's not i mean we get a per diem, but it's a very small and you get a tax break in your next year's income tax but you don't get paid it's and then they want to maintain a very very strict criteria for you to get in it so it's yeah okay you want one thing but at the same time you don't make it easy yeah
1: exactly yeah and it's and I'm, I think one of the things that I know I've I've worked a little bit with the double um, AMT's AIS scholarship so they did a yeah, they're yeah, doing the scholarship yeah. program and I know that a lot of therapists have spoken to me about the application process and things like that and and needing something to help them understand how to get to that level of, of qualification, yeah. so I think a high performance. That workshop sounds like it's going to be amazing, and it's
0: yeah. Look, it will be, you know. And recently, you know, just talking to a lot of sports docs about it, you know, and saying because they often say to you, you know, what's going on in your industry, mate? You know, like, um, you know, cause we're so disfragmented, I suppose, and so we get so many different associations. We call ourselves, so, you know, so many different things. I mean, that's hence the soft issue therapy that was born out of sports medicine because they said well you're not just massage therapists what you do is different so that's what we're going to call you and that that's where that was born out of so but you know they say and I was, once again that's that sort of feedback is you know in, that inspires me to go look okay I think I know a little bit about this subject. Um, I feel passionate about it and, you know, Vinny's just as passionate about it as I am. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I, you know, dedicate why I got to where I got to and I draw on those, you know, likes of Rob Granter and, um, you know, there's a lot of other sports professionals, Brad Hiskins and so forth, you know, that have um, given me a helping hand in sports medicine, you know, and, and giving a heads up at... And presenting at sports medicine conferences and stuff like that so yeah and uh, it's you know it's a little bit of my way of giving back there as well mm. yeah
1: that sounds i mean it's it's definitely one of those things that the the like you said the fragmentation of the industry the fact that we you know we can't figure out what to call ourselves that we that it's not there's no consistency all of these things yeah it keeps coming up as as the thing that is the hardest and i think we've got this because we can't because we can't name ourselves we can't put ourselves out to other industries and say this is who we are
0: yeah. So i yeah, think it is.
1: yeah and so so tell me so soft tissue therapy so that's that's you is is that a qualification is that a like or is that just, is that the... I know, the,
0: I know Canberra Institute of Technology classify their diploma in soft tissue therapy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously we still, we we have our training package in the DIP and then obviously advanced DIP and in, in my therapy. So I don't think it's classified as, I mean, I'm a member of Sports Medicine Australia. So mm-hmm. in four in order for me to work at um, an elite level obviously com games olympics whatever you need to be a member of Sports Medicine Australia mm-hmm. the classification of who we are is soft tissue therapist so you join them as a soft tissue therapist so yeah okay. so it's not formal christy you know quite it's not once yet. again it's the terminology component sort of thing you know um, and, and, and in the most endearing way in sports medicine, you know all the professionals that you work with, you know whether it be the docs or the, the physios or whatever they call the softies. So
1: the softies, Oh. Mm. makes me want to so, hug you. That's
0: yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're, well, that's we are. We're caring and sharing, aren't we?
1: Caring and sharing, and all the hugs and stuff. Yeah, you know,
0: exactly. We're hands on.
1: The, the oxytocin. We love all yes, the oxytocin. Yes, definitely.
0: Lots of oxytocin. <laughs> Lots of it. Dripping in it.
1: Dri- oh, oh. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the questions that I love to ask all of the guests that come on my show is who is the person, the one person who you would love to get a massage from? Myself. Oh.
0: i will never happen. <laughs> I don't know what it will be like to get a treatment off myself.
1: That's a good answer. You're the first person that said that answer. Honestly,
0: honestly, I don't. I, I would be awesome, but it's just not going to happen. I'd love to get a back massage off myself, Christy. Oh,
1: um, I love that answer. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, I know. No, don't worry. And, and um, I do. I have thought about it. Yeah. So um,
1: <laughs> lying in bed yeah. when your back's sore. I,
0: I, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I mean, look, there's, there's, yeah, there's lots of therapists um, and look, you know, one of the things is, you know, um, you know, I do actively get treatment as well myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I do like to go to someone different a little bit sometimes as well. It's, you always learn something from from going and doing that. You know, that's one of the things I say to my, you know, my members and when I do my one-on-one, one-on-one mentoring, when people just want, you know, specific advice on, on different things, you know, i one of them say so, well you need to go out and actively get treatment for yourself now whether it be you know the local physio or another massage therapist or whatever the case may be go out and find out what people are doing and you know you'll always learn something whether it be you know you know the waiting room was really cold it's never gonna i'm never gonna do that or you know geez, i really love the towels i did or that technique or they were just endearing they looked at me in the eye when they spoke to me they i don't know there's a million things christy isn't there yeah, i mean yeah I mean, every every experience is you need.
1: Absolutely, but the most the best one would be the one that you could massage yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I do. I
1: I seriously love that answer because yeah. because know, you are good. you it's are good, now the it? first the first person who's got who said that because the last person I asked that question to said they yeah. wanted a massage from the person who wasn't a massage therapist yet, so they wanted they were like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to. You know, I want to go and find a student who's super green and get a massage from yep. them. And, and I was like, oh, yep. "That's a great answer," but I like your answer more. Mm. <laughs> I'm keeping. I'm gonna but keep I it. mean,
0: honestly, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to get a massage from yourself?
1: I don't know. Sometimes. Wouldn't
0: you know what it would be like to? What it feels like to have a massage from yourself?
1: It is. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I would like a massage from myself. It would be good.
0: I mean, you, you, obviously the feedback and your results and your assessment is great and, and you know, what you do to people. Yeah, but, you know, what's it feel
1: like? Exactly. Yeah, what's that when I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. Yeah, me, I want a massage from me.
0: Yeah. Look, I just, I wrote, I'm, I'm, the AAMT channel's about to come out I wrote an article about, you know, being successful in clinic and one of the, there's a little antidote there about, you know, passion in terms of what you love. <clears throat> or loving what you do. And I, there's a small little um, story about a, a therapist, uh, well, a, a chap that came in for treatment with me and he was 87 years of age. He'd been referred to me by my old anatomy teacher, Neil Reed, which I was quite chuffed. And he was on the other side of Ballarat. and He drove two hours over here to get here. And um, he came and he sat down. He said, "Look, I've been a massage therapist for forty years, and thirty of it as a, you know, as an educator and so forth." I'm like, oh, wow!" You know, oh, couldn't I want to pick your brain? Anyway, he um, he had a bit of a, he had a sore back. Obviously, he had a cane as well. And um, he says, "Look, I heard you might be able to help me." And da da da. And I said, "Oh, look, I'll." i'll do whatever i can for sure and um anyway laid down and i got to work on him and he had just this really awesome muscle tone like you just it was awesome to work with you know and um you know some people you just i don't know for whatever reasons i don't if you believe in god or whatever you know it's just been put together a different way and it was just wonderful to work with anyway um I finished treating him and look, and he responded really well. You know, Luckily from him he had a lot of sort of gluteal type trigger point stuff and it was quite easy to treat. He got up and he, he grabbed me by um, by my hands and he said, you know, he says, I can't tell you how much I miss treating because I can't treat anymore, you know. He says, I every day I miss it, you know what I mean? And he was looking me in the eye and I was like, oh God, I was, I, I, it makes me a bit emotional now, but he yeah. was just, he says, can you imagine what, you know, what stories your hands could tell, you know, and, and how much of a privilege it is to touch people every day, you know, and he was just, he was amazing, amazing. You know, when he got up, he thanked me and he said, he came back two weeks later and so forth. And, and he says, look, I can't, I can't keep coming back. Unfortunately for me, you know, I'm, you know, my driving skills aren't as great as they used to be and so forth, but um, yeah, he just stopped me in my tracks. You know and sort of made me think about how lucky we were you know in yeah. terms of being able to you know help people just with our hands I know. And, it, uh, and our head as well and then and then on top of that christy we get paid for it as well you know and i go <laughs> oh man you know sometimes i feel guilty about it you know but then again when i go and get treatment myself i go no that is worth paying for mm. you know that is worth it for sure
1: oh. I'm getting chills from that story. Like I'm I'm mm, I'm like I'm like starting I'm like I'm starting to tear up a little bit because I'm feeling so grateful at that that A that you shared that story with us. That's amazing. And B that someone at the age of 87 had been yeah. treating for 40 years. That yeah, makes me feel happy about not ever burning out in the industry. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And, and still loved it.
1: And and the fact that yeah, at 87 I ho- I can only hope that I still have yeah, the yeah. the passion for the for for hands-on work that I do and I, and I you're right, it's such a privilege we are so lucky to be able to just communicate with people's bodies. And yeah I'm, I actually I have a t-shirt I had a t-shirt made that says, my hands communicate with your body. What's your superpower?
0: Yeah,
1: and, and, <laughs> That's gold. And I was, and, and it it really, but it it's it really is. It's really one of those things where I'm like this, I, like this is what I live to do. And it's so amazing to have a conversation with someone else who is obviously as passionate as I am and loves the industry and wants to see it move and propel forward. And yeah. so, yeah. so Stuart, where can my listeners connect with you on the internet?
0: w um, uh, uh, www. Um,
1: dot Stuart. Stuart? No,
0: no, yeah, it's Stuart-Hines.com. Yeah.
1: Not StuartHines.com because as we were discussing earlier, that's a throat singer. But still, yes. go check him out. Correct. I'm sure he's hilarious. Yeah. But Stuart Hines. You'll find
0: him. You'll find him. He's out there. Don't worry.
1: Excellent. <laughs> I still think that there is a joint venture opportunity there for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll have to chase that up. But well, I mean, look if you just if you, go, if you Google Stuart Hines soft soft issue, it'll you know somewhere along the lines you'll be able to pick me up and it'll take you to the website. So
1: we'll, all
0: that, all that stuff's there, yeah. So, Excellent.
1: Yeah. And are you on um, on Facebook?
0: Okay. I'm on Facebook. Yeah there's a uh, there's a Stuart Hines, um, dot com um, page. page. Yep, Fantastic. which is dedicated to you know the mentoring stuff and and then. Um, there's also a YouTube channel as well.
1: If you awesome, we will link up to your your YouTube channel as well.
0: Fantastic.
1: Well, Stuart, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to come and have a conversation with me. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of the amazing things that you got, you're going to get up to this year. The, yeah, the high performance workshops, the frozen shoulder work with Simone, like it's, it sounds like everything is just coming up, Stuart. It's just fantastic. or yeah. well,
0: maybe too much. I don't know. But, look, oh, thank you so much for doing what you do too because, um, you know, once again, it's another way for people to connect as well. You know? Absolutely. And, um, and I'm looking forward to listening to the other podcasts and so forth. Like, I, you know, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. You know, I love I love my industry and I love what I do and you want me to talk about it. I'm more than happy to talk about it and talk about Talk about it for hours, trust me.
1: Awesome.
0: So it's my pleasure as well. So don't, yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Perfect. Have a really cool day.
0: Thanks, Christy. You too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Rub the Wrong Way. We'd love to connect with you at our website, www.rubtherightway.com, where you can download your free copy of The Hustle Method, Six
1: Steps to a Kick-Ass Massage Biz, or on Facebook, Rub the Wrong Way Podcast,
0: or on Twitter, at Rub Wrong. This is a We Are Podcast show. We Are Podcast is Australia's premium gathering of current and future podcasters if you aren't a member yet you should go and check us out at wearepodcast.com and click on the members live here button right in the center of the page included in your membership are monthly accountability sessions with me that's a tongue twister monthly state of the union podcasting Webinars, as well as free podcast hosting for the rest of your membership life with Audio Boom. We not only cover everything podcasting, but we also cover every other aspect of online business around your podcast. So if you want to make money and grow your influence using a podcast, get your first month for only $19 using the promo code I am podcast at checkout. Also for peace of mind, you can leave whenever you like uh, in case you've had enough of us. So uh, go in and check it out. We are podcast.com and click on the members live here button.